everybody, and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities to just people like us who bring their cars to car shows and cruise nights. I'm Randy Cardoon. This week, it's Car Auction Week in Scottsdale, Arizona, home for at least four auctions from Russo and Steele, the RM Auction, the Gooding Auction, and of course, Barrett Jackson. You know, one thing you can always count on, Barrett Jackson gets more than their share of celebrities who visit to help sell classic cars and buy them. Over the years, we've had many of them right here on Talking About Cars, all of them with great stories to tell. You remember last year? We caught up with Richard Rawlings of Gas Monkey Garage, sitting in a Smokey and the Bandit promo car, talking about why he's owned so many of these Bandit Trans Ams. I got to play a little Burt Reynolds uh, in one of my episodes, and uh, we drove the Trans Am. We had a good time. It wasn't this one. And uh, as a matter of fact, I bought one uh, last night, uh, just like this car, but this, this car special. Well, tell me your Trans Am story. My Trans Am story. I had a Bandit Trans Am in high school. Uh, it was uh, when I was like 17, fixed turn 18. It was red though, uh, black interior, T-top, 6.6, four-speed, killer car for an 18-year-old guy. And uh, it was it was really rad. Um, it highly evolved my uh, dating life. <laughs> uh, it helped, no doubt. Yes, it did. <laughs> so tell me, your car, your past with these Trans Ams. I mean, why the Trans Am? How many times did you see the movie? Oh, thousands. I mean, I was a Burt Reynolds fan, I mean, and a car guy, period, from the time. I mean, everybody else was playing sports or, you know, basket weaving or whatever. I'm watching, you know, Smoking the Bandit, Hooper, what have you, anything, you know, anything with cars. And, and uh, you know, Burt was right there in all the movies, and uh, it was all about, you know, Trans Ams and having fun. Now, here on Talking About Cars, always ask four basic questions of the people in our passenger seat. Number one, first car you ever had? Uh, my first car was a 74 Mercury Comet and it was kind of that pea green color with pea green interior. It was a very horrible uh, experience for me, but it was transportation. Well, I was going to say, how do you go from the glory of the Trans Am to pea green? Well, I went from the Comet to the glory of the Trans Am. Oh, that's good. good. That's the right order. <laughs> that's the right order. <laughs> yeah. Is there a car you've ever had and you've had so many cars that you wish you never sold that you wish you could get back? Believe it or not, yes, um, that Trans Am I had in high school. I've never been able to find that combination again. It was red, gold bird, gold honeycomb wheels, mm -hmm. black interior, four speed with Hearst T-tops. And I've never been able to find that combination again. Me and Dennis both have been looking for 10 years. Anybody out there know where that car is? Call this me. is the man to ask. All right, so you have a lot of cars. Yes. You don't have to list them all here, but what kind of cars do you have in your garage? You know, it's, I got, it's like if I was in the jean business, my garage would be full of jeans, but I'm in the car business, so I have a lot of cars, but as far as my personal collection, I've got probably 20-ish cars right now. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite being uh, my black 32 Ford three-window, mm -hmm. and uh, I actually own Hellcat number two, so that's oh, pretty wow. cool. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And uh, then, um, you know, I just got a bunch of different stuff in there. I, I'm not really at the point where I can buy some of these million-dollar cars, but you know, I got a few $20,000 toys. So you're really into the whole number one car, number two car, number three car. Yeah, we actually brought a Copo Camaro's number one and two here today. Uh, they'll be selling tomorrow night, actually. All right, so you've seen the cars here at the auction. You've bought a few yourself. Mm -hmm. Is there a number one car on the uh, big list you have of cars I really want someday? Uh, amateur rookie mistake. My phone's ringing. That's okay. Maybe they go. have the answer Hold for Hold on you. one second. I think I'm selling a car to Hello? Okay. We could have breaking news right now. Yes, Stay sir. tuned. Richard Rawlings 
is yes, right sir. now talking to a guy, possibly about a car that he's trying he to sell. He can make it out to uh, Richard Rawlings or Gas Monkey Garage. See, he's writing the check right now. Yep. And no doubt it's going to be on like one so of those what, huge things. Just, I'll be here all day. Just give me a holler when you're back over here. Could be a big check, big check. Okay, not a problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Well, there you go, brother. I bought a car last night for twenty-eight thousand and just sold it for thirty-five. Awesome. <laughs> oh, good. Congratulations. That's great. Now, what car was it? Uh, it was a nineteen thirty-two Ford, chopped and channeled, all steel, but it was pink. So everybody out there was scared to death of it. But it's a steel chopped and channeled thirty-two. Come well, on. Why would pink make them afraid? I don't know. All righty. Breaking uh, news. Richard Rawlings. So you were asking me a question before I was rudely interrupted. Yes. What was it? The question again was, on the Richard Rawlings list of cars I really want, someday, number one on that list would be what? Besides this car, which I'm going to make a run at, I just don't think I've got a deep enough pockets, uh, Lamborghini Mira, 69 or 70 Mira, mm -hmm. P400 would be cool. Probably my top of the list. But this car right here... I'd give uh, a lot of money for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out there bidding. I'm going to be pretty strong on it. You know John Schneider used to have one of those? Lamborghini Mura said he wished he could always get that car back. That is oh, a great well, car. He has a lot of things he wished he could get back. That's <laughs> <laughs> John Schneider. John Schneider, why not? <laughs> I only jest, John. I only jest because he's a buddy of mine. I've, I've met him a few times. He's cool. All right, since you are such a Smokey and the Bandit aficionado, time once again, Smokey and the Bandit trivia. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Six questions. No one has got all of them. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. Number one. I don't know. How many Dukes of Hazard TV stars are actually in Smokey and the Bandit? Zero, one, or three? Dukes of Hazard TV stars in Smokey and the Bandit. I'm going to go with one. The answer is three. Uh, that's what I said, three. Right. That's what I heard, right? John Schneider, Sonny Schroyer who played Enos, and Ben Jones, Cooter. Remember? I didn't know Cooter was in there. I didn't either. I saw it on IMDb. I swear, that's all it is. All right, number two. Once Hal Needham told Jerry Reed to write a song for the show, and he came up with Eastbound and Down, how long did it take for him to write it? Two weeks, two days, two hours. Two hours. That is correct. Very good. Well, you knew that. You knew that right off the top. Well, he doesn't stutter when he writes. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Number three, who, and now Burt Reynolds was not the original bandit, as they hired him to be. Uh, who was the original bandit? Elvis Presley, Jerry Reed, or Sally Field? Well, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I want to say Sally Field. I think she was trying to get out and get away. <laughs> but I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed is correct. Very good. Jerry Reed was the original one. They decided to make a change and went with um, Burt Reynolds. All right, number four, two out of three. Very good. How many movies did Burt Reynolds make with Sally Field, including the Bandit movies? One, four, or six? Six. Six. Four is the answer I have. Smokey and the Bandit, one and two. Hooper and the end, unless you know two other ones. There's a couple floating on the net, I promise you. <laughs> All right. And he's correct with six. <laughs> I Those just, weren't released for TV. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. Well, I'll give you credit, I think. All right. Jackie Gleason modeled Buford T. Justice uh -huh. after who? A, 
a sheriff who once pulled him over, B, Hal Needham, C, Burt Reynolds' dad. I'm going to go with Hal Needham. All right. Is that your final answer? Sure. All right. Answer Burt Reynolds' dad. Really? Apparently, well, see, I didn't know Burt Reynolds' dad. That's a, that must be like some psychological thing. I don't know. Six and final answer. I'm a failure at this. No, so you're far. not doing bad actually. As, as, as soon as we edit, do this in post, well, you'll be oh, brilliant. Magic of television. Magic of television. You'll wizard. be brilliant. What engine did the Trans Am, the one that did the bridge stunt, remember that one? Uh huh. What engine did that Trans Am have in it? Was it an Olds, a Chevy, or a Pontiac? Um, I should know this, and I'm going to go with it had the Olds. The answer is the Chevy. Really? They, they retro stuck like, that car? Apparently they stuck a NASCAR Chevy in it or something like that. Yeah. I guess, so. Weight and small block and what have you. But you know something? Overall, you did okay. Well, I got a little Burt Reynolds trivia for you. Uh-oh. Here we go. Okay. Everybody knows the hat. Yes. You know, the black hat from uh, Smoking the Bandit Correct. 2 with the feathers and all that stuff on it. Where exactly does that hat reside? I'm going to take a wild guess and say Gas Monkey Garage? Yes, it does. Hey! <laughs> hey! That's, wow! He came up to me after filming, and I get goosebumps right, right, right now talking about it. He goes, you know what this is? I said, well, yes, sir. I think everybody in the world knows what that is. And he goes, well, I didn't know who I was going to give it to, but I'm going to give it to you. Really? Like, sir, I said, I can't take that. And, and he did it in just true Burt fashion. He goes, oh, you will. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I don't think I shed a man tear. I was like, holy cow. So it sits at my desk. And, uh, you know, um, that is, for, for me, being 46 years old, growing up, watching all of Burt's movies, getting to work with him once, and, uh, and, and just it, it shaped my life. Unbelievable. Very, very cool. That Smokey and the Bandit promo car sold for a half million dollars. No doubt a lot of that was because, you know, Richard Rawlings and I sat in the car beforehand. Two years ago, actor John Schneider made one of his many visits to the auctions. He told me where his car story began. The car my, that I remember most from my parents was a uh, 69, 68, 69 uh, town and country station wagon. So I still love station wagons. I would love to have uh, an Oldsmobile uh, Vista Cruiser. That's what I'd really like to drive right now today. There was a Clint Eastwood movie where they drove one, uh -huh. and the reason I wanted one is because John Wayne apparently drove one because he could wear his hat because it had that that extra bubble in it. I did not know. That. So the Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser with the extra extra like skylights in it uh, is what I wanted. That's not what we had. We had the town and country. My dad had put quadraphonic stereo in it, which was really just four speakers. Right. And uh, so I love that car. And then in high school, I drove uh, my first. Car Car was a '74 uh, Capri. A I'm Ford sorry, Capri, yellow. No, I love that. Don't don't diss my little yellow car. It's what I learned to drive on. I learned to drive on a '74 Capri. It was a red one. A buddy of mine had one. The six cylinder, so it was really fast. I had the four cylinder, but that's uh, how I learned to drive a stick. What's in your garage right now? I'm a movie maker now, so I've got like old garbage in my garage right now. Nothing, nothing I would brag about. <laughs> What's the nothing I would could possibly Possibly brag about. What's the least objectionable car you could even mention without distaste? Uh, <laughs> a 2013 Volt. 
All right. That's the least objectionable That's one. good. I like that car. Made in America. Car? Like my, my, my motorcycle. My uh, Arlen Ness uh, victory. Car that you used to have you wish you had back. I dream that I have a storage locker with my 71 Lamborghini Mira S still in it. I still have that dream. I remember when I got rid of that car, and I was glad I did, and now I'm not. Uh, and I had a 70 uh, uh, E-Type Jag, the V12 Jag, that I still to this day don't remember what I did with it. It was the 80s. <laughs> don't remember much. <laughs> and I think you already answered this question, but uh, basically the car you wanted at number one in your list, and that would be the Vista Cruiser? To pick up for, for, for me driving around. But uh, I, I still think it would be hard to beat the Series 1, the Shelby Series 1. I, I borrowed one from Carol back when I did a movie called Collier and Company, and I think it's the one in here with the blue stripe. So I got it. there's not very many of them. Because uh, even though it's got just the Aurora V8 in it, that was uh, that was a slick. That was a fast car, and uh, I think uh, there aren't very many left. <laughs> but uh, that's a car I'd, I'd like to have back again. And where Schneider is, a Dukes of Hazard orange Charger certainly isn't far away. At the 2015 show, he was standing next to one owned by pro golfer Bubba Watson. In fact, that was a car that was an original car that was all crunched up, and then he repaired it, and it was originally from the show. So what's the car that Bubba grew up with? My first car was a powder blue 1979 um, 300 diesel uh, Mercedes, uh, four-door, and then car. When I graduated high school, my parents got me a, uh, a Mustang convertible. Nice. What year? Uh, gosh, it had to be a, uh, it was a 96. I graduated in 97, so it was a year old. Uh, and um, it was green with a white uh, with a white top. What's in your garage right now? It's in my garage right now. I have a custom Ford Raptor um, that's camouflaged and uh, bulletproof. And I have a brand new 2014 uh, Stingray Corvette. And my wife drives a, uh, a Cadillac Escalade extended version. What car did you ever have that you wish you had back? Um, that you didn't get rid of? Well, I had a, I had a Lamborghini Gallardo uh, for uh, for three months. My wife didn't like it too much. It was, it was lime green, so it was, too, it was too flashy, so I got rid of it. But it was a fun car while I had it. What car do you want that you haven't had a chance to get? What? That's number one on your I want list. Oh, my gosh. Number one on my – I haven't had Knight Rider. I'd like to have a Knight Rider. Really? So Kit, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Yeah. Big fan of the show? Yes, I was a big fan of uh, Dukes of Hazzard, um, um, Knight Rider, and A-Team. Those are my shows. I have them all on my phone, so I can watch all the episodes on my phone right now if I wanted to. <laughs> Barrett Jackson started in 1971 when Russ Jackson and Tom Barrett joined forces. Russ's son Craig took over in 1995. What was his first car? 1966 Pontiac Le Mans. I still have it. What did that mean as far as your appreciation of the vehicles? It meant a lot. I got my license the day I turned 16 and went to the drive-in movies in it. <laughs> remember what you saw? Uh, no. I remember who I took out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really more important now that you think about it. Live and Let Die. That's this, this the movie sound? we saw. Really? Yeah. Live and Let Die. The cars in your garage right now. Uh, Hemi Cuda convertible, Hemi Cuda hardtop, 427 Cobra, uh, 
ZL1 Camaro, 435 horse Corvette. I like your garage better than mine. 65 uh, Shelby. Uh, what else is in there? The Hula Girl Hot Rod, American Hot Rod, uh, 61 Bubble Top, uh, 71 Hemi Roadrunner. The Green Hornet. Oh, you have that, huh? Yes. What was the car that got away that you wish you could have back? Probably my Fagoni Flashy Dalahay. It's uh, it just came back from Japan, but it's pretty expensive now. Uh, you can have any car you want. You probably have everything you want. But what's one number one on the list of cars that Craig Jackson does not have right now? Mm, I'm gonna want one of those new Ford GTs. And finally, my college buddy Rick DeBrule. The two of us were general managers of KCPR. It was a campus radio station at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in the late 70s. Well, now look at him. He's the lead announcer at the Barrett-Jackson Auctions on Velocity and Discovery, as well as working IndyCar events on ESPN. Nice. It was our turn last year to talk Trans Ams as we sat in the Bandit promo car. How great is this? We're in the Smokey and the Bandit. Trans Am, the promotional one from the movie. I feel like you're not Sally Field. <laughs> I just had to bring that up. You're not Sally Glad Field. Glad you noticed that. Thank you. Thank but you, you think about it, if you grew up in the late 70s, this was the iconic car of that era. I mean, this was, you know, there wasn't a lot of performance in the late 70s, but you had the great looks of this car. Yeah, and your Trans Am story, in a way, is just so, you know so much of the history of this thing. Well, you know, I grew up a huge racing fan, so I was starting following the Trans Am series mm -hmm. from the late 60s, actually from 66 all the way through the, you know, the glory years up till 72. You know, the Trans Am name to me is more than just a car. It's, you know, Mark Donahue and George Falmer and Parnelli Jones and these iconic racing heroes who did incredible things. The great irony is that the Trans Am itself, the Pontiac Trans Am, didn't race in the Trans Am series because <laughs> the engines were too big, back, too big back in those days. There were Firebirds at race, but not this one. And the other interesting story is that General Motors had to pay $5 for every one of these cars to what was called the Sports Car Club of America because they own the Trans Am name. <laughs> so this was a big big profit center for SCCA for many, many years. Only $5? Only $5. Gee, I can tell how long ago that was, yeah. right? Wow. Now, we've known each other a long time. We yes. go back to our Cal Poly days. Your first background of automobile racing, you know, you're on ESPN all over the place. We've seen you everywhere. You, actually your first race that you called was at Cal Poly in the day. Yeah, Cal Poly used to have this event called Poly Royal and mm -hmm. it was basically a, a weekend of demonstrations. All the departments would do something. Well, the engineering folks would do a soapbox derby race. <laughs> so the mechanical engineering guys, they, they would have a soapbox derby race. It was pretty sophisticated. Uh -huh. And as a broadcaster for the college radio station, the, one of the first things I did was call that race. It was great. It was great experience. Little did I know when I was calling the soapbox derby race at Cal Poly back back in the mid-70s that I'd be calling the Indy 500 on ABC. Hey, learn by doing, <laughs> exactly. that was their motto, you exactly. might as well. And we were also talking about, we both grew up in the same area, West San Fernando Valley. There was a place you used to work where you'd run into these things all the time. Yeah, my college job was I worked my way through college working at Sears Automotive. Um, so while I wasn't working on the 77s, because I was gone by then, but a lot of the, the, the cars that were in the Trans Am, the Challengers, the Cudas, the Camaros, those were cars that I was working on on a regular basis. I started off as a tire buster, ended up as a service rider, and you know, I look back on the, that era, and it was such fun to work on those cars back then, because there was so much room, they were so unsophisticated. I remember the first time we got a Camaro in that had all the smog equipment, and we couldn't even get the starter out because of the way the headers worked around it. You know, they, 
they became so complicated, but in the era I was working on it, it was an awful lot of fun. Rick DeBruel from Velocity TV joining us right here in the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. How cool is this? So, when you're out there, and I know you're doing all the commentary on the cars, you have an information computer page, you've done research. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're doing that stuff and you kind of flash back to those times when you had <laughs> up close and personal moments with cars like that? Well, but I think that's the great part about the broadcast, especially with Mike Joy and Steve Magnante. We're up on the block and we're talking about the cars. And that's what's fun, is to go back and tell the story of when you had a particular car or a friend of yours had a particular car or you lusted after a particular car because the pretty lady down the street had one of those cars. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it, it's not enough to talk about the cubic inches or the type of disc brakes it's got. It's the stories that the cars bring that, frankly, make Barrett-Jackson and the collector car industry is so great. And you're so right because we were sitting here getting ready to do this here and just some of the people that gathered they, they had to come up and say oh I had one of these and I have one of these or I want one of these. I mean this is a car that's how old yet the stories the desire it's still there. Yeah what I love especially is you know we see plenty of, of you know folks of our generation walking around mm. talking about these cars what I love is when they have their grandkids out here and they're introducing an entire new generation of people to this collector car hobby the beauty of the cars the mm. you know the, the mechanical aspects of it I think it is great when we get another generation involved. Check out the Barrett-Jackson auction coverage on Velocity and Discovery. And if you're in Scottsdale, don't forget to visit the RM Auction, Russo and Steel, and the Gooding Auction as well. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Check out our Talking About Cars videos on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Make sure you subscribe on those as well as iTunes and SoundCloud. It's free. You'll get updates on when the new shows upload. I'm Randy Cardoon. Join me next time as we have some fun with an all-new Talking About Cars.